MoneyWeb now on the money. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Craig Metherall. He's from Denker Capital. Craig, appreciate the time today. Uh, ABSA results came out, and, and i got to say, I'm not sure if it's ABSA or the market. I mean, the ABSA's getting sold down quite aggressively, but frankly, with the whole SBB, uh, Silicon Valley Bank in, in, in the US, all the banks are getting sold down. You, you're reading of the ABSA numbers. Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, look, there's a lot going on in the world, particularly with banks, given what's happening in the US. Um, I think it's fair to say that, that there probably is some contagion. If you look across the sector, that's the South African banking sector at this point in time, the bank's index is down around 4%, but um, ABSA is down just over 6% now, I think it is, as, as we speak. So, you know, there's an element of the, the contagion risk, but I think at the same time, uh, there is perhaps a little bit of a disappointment coming through in ABSA's results. I thought that underlying the franchises showed some good performance, mm-hmm. but perhaps they were overshadowed by by rising impairments. And that's that's both in the South African business and linked to the Ghanaian business as well, where they took a 2.7 billion rand impairment. And that's that's not, well, that is quite a material impairment that they've had to take there. So, you know, all in, I thought quite promising results, but but we, we certainly must pay attention to some of the risks on the horizon. You mentioned impairments there, I mean, it was one of the things, and, and I, you know, this is more around coming out of out of the pandemic, and of course we've got base effect, because these are numbers for 2022 versus 21, FNB being the exception, because of course December's there mid-year. I mean, the, the impairments were, were rising, but generally I thought not, not horrid. Yeah, look, it has been a, a, a tricky period for both um, the banks um, and us as analysts just to try and, try and read through the set of numbers that we've been receiving. I, you know, I would say that impairments are starting to become a worry. Mm-hmm. They have risen quite sharply off a low base. I mean, if you think of what happened to interest rates and the pace that we've seen in interest rate hikes from the bottom in, in COVID when the Reserve Bank gave relief to customers, um, I think, you know, consumers that took took on debt in the, in the particularly low interest rate period have probably not really thought about what would happen when you get a yeah. 300, 325 basis points increase in interest rates. So I, I would say that that's caught uh, certain segments of the market off guard. You've seen that come through in credit loss ratios to a point. Uh, you made the point around first round, you know, um, quite a, a strong uh, number there in terms of credit loss ratios. Whereas, you know, maybe on ABSA and Nedbank's part, you've seen that start to drift into the upper half of their through the cycle target ranges. And, and that's a bit of a worry. It's come through in in more interest rate sensitive segments of the loan book, so particularly in terms of home loans and vehicle and asset finance. Um, and, um, you know, that's that's something to to watch out for. And, and management, in fairness, are guarding for, for that. If you look at their outlook statements, they're certainly pointing the market in that direction. And, and I would argue that maybe there's some upside risk to, to these targets that they provided. The other thing that, that, that I always have a look at is cost to income ratio. I, I'm old enough to remember sort of the, the, the well, the, 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 the orts around 2010 and the like. And, you know, pr- prior to the 08 or 09 crisis, cost to incomes were low 50%. They rose a lot during the crisis. They came back to the mid 50s. We've seen some of them, and most notably first rand, which is actually getting those cost to incomes sort of lower. I mean, is that a sustainable trend? Are they just doing something better than the other banks? Yes, look, there's a lot of focus on improving efficiencies across the banks. Now, I think, I mean, you've 
gone back as far as pre-global financial crisis. I mean, a lot has changed on the digital space yeah. there. I think that's just one of the issues that you're having over in the US now. You know, a digital bank run is very different to a, a, a physical bank run. But that aside, there have been, you know, some very impressive results from, from all of the banks, not only first round in terms of extracting efficiencies, driving a real kind of digital growth strategy. And that certainly reduced overhead costs. Um, it has come with the, over, with the tech spend as well. But uh, the banks have been really good in managing this. Um, and, you know, in these, these recent results, I think in fairness to, to the banks, that top line growth has also flattened that ratio as well somewhat. Yeah. Um, you saw that particularly in first rounds, Aldemore business. Uh, they, weren't, they didn't shy away from the fact that, that the top line revenue growth really boosted that. And that's, again, back to the interest rate. Um, the, the massive hikes we saw in interest rates and the endowment effect that that gives the, the benefit that that gives to the banks, um, that obviously boosts the top line um, and obviously improves that ratio. Now, on, in terms of the trend, I think, yes, you will see ongoing improvements in those numbers. Um, I mean, each bank has set some quite uh, um, stretch targets, if you want to call that, in terms of cost to income yeah. ratios. And it's, it's certainly... You know, it's, it's something that we do pay close attention to. We don't try and get hung up on it, but it is a good indication of kind of the quality of the franchise and so on. So our first round's 50.7% cost income ratio certainly did stand out. ABSA not too far behind at 51.5%. Um, so, yes, yeah, some, some good strides being made there. If you look at the big four, which is all reported, and of course, as we say, first round's an interim, the others are, are year-end. I mean, is there, which is the best of the four for, for you and your colleagues? Yeah, it's um, it's a it's an interesting period. I've just been trying to kind of take stock now mm. that all four have reported. I think we've seen you know very good underlying franchise growth, as I mentioned in ABSA, and I think you've also got to give credit to Standard Bank this time around as well. Um, some good results there, albeit for in both cases relatively low basis, particularly in the insurance businesses, and that's come through and benefited in in this period as you've seen uh, lower claims and 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 um, not as much reserves being built up in the insurance businesses, as well as the fact that you've got this lag effect from interest rates. So, you know, if you look at Nedbank, for example, um, they saw a, a expansion of 24 basis points in their net interest margin just from Q1 to Q4. And you've yeah. still got, you know, another 200 basis points of them to, to catch up. Um, so I think, you know, all, all four reported some impressive numbers, uh, but I think, We've got to pay close attention to what's happening in credit losses now. Uh, I would say that ABSA is still executing well post the Barclays separation and Nedbank should be part of the market share gains that they've made. And they also obviously, as I mentioned, benefit from this net interest income sensitivity that they're positioned for. But that in a nutshell, I think probably um, probably first round stands out just in terms of, of how they've managed impairments and, and how we think about it going forward. Leave it there. Craig Mathura. He's a Denker Capital. Craig, as always, appreciate the time. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.